Welcome to Prajna Sparks special series, 59 Days of Healing, where we explore one maxim from the Tibetan Lojong text, seven points for healing dualistic mind each day to integrate the practice into our lives. Today is day 28. We are working with point six, healing promises. Maxim 28 reads, release all expectations of success. This is a juicy one. Of course, this can be looked at in degrees. The most immediate impact is on our practice of the lojong, of healing dualistic mind. What this maxim is saying is, let go of all these ideas, these visions of the grandeur you're going to achieve by practicing lojong. Then more generally, it's talking about the hopes and fears, the anticipation, the rushing forward into life and forgetting the present moment, which is the only thing that we're actually ever living. So this maxim has incredible range. But the most important thing I'd like to be clear about with it is that it's not saying you can't have hope. It's not saying don't do your best. It's just saying do all the things that bring you joy. Do all the things that are vital to support yourself and your family, to address injustice, whatever it may be, for their own sake, not because you're going to get accolades or rewards or even just the smug sense of success. Do it because it's the thing to do. Darn. I just love that smug sense of success. I hate to give that up. (laughs) I think that this is so perfect, though, because it's actually really distracting sometimes from doing the thing to think about what you'll get out of doing the thing. I guess sometimes it can feel like a motivation of sorts. So I, I guess This is a question that I have, you know, because sometimes thinking, oh, that there will be some benefit to it. You have to believe that there will be some benefit. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't do it. So where do you draw that line between sort of longing for benefit from what you're doing or thinking that you will get that versus kind of distracting yourself by thinking about, you know, how you're going to get the Nobel Peace Prize by doing this thing or that? Again, it's not as easy as one or the other. What this is trying to get at is our intention is what makes or breaks our actions. If we do something, however noble, so that we can feel good about ourselves in this smug way, or so that other people will applaud us or say wonderful things, we are motivated by self-interest. We're motivated by arrogance, by pride. That's very different than engaging in something that's beneficial because it's beneficial and we want to do something that's helpful. By the same token, this is not encouraging us to pretend that our motivations are other than we are. That's what I love about you, Tanya. You put your intentions right out there. There's no funny business. It's a wonderful quality. It's fine to say, you know what? I'm doing this because I want to feel better. It's a place to start. What this maxim is saying is start loosening the grip on your expectations for success. The future is going to look very different 
than what we imagine it to be right now. And we're limiting ourselves by dualistic minds, small way of envisioning future things and coloring our actions with intentions that are all about building up our egos. So I think that this is a great time of year for us to talk about this. January is when people are making resolutions, they're creating vision boards, people are doing their intentions for the year. I know if I ask, well, is it this or that, then you'll say, oh, well, it's not really either one because I feel like that is what's happened every single episode. I'll be like, well, this or that. You'll say, well, really, that's dualistic. I'm like, oh, right. Have not yet healed my dualistic mind. I can't wait till we get to day 59 and I figure it out. Um, but see, that's that's me doing that. You know, it's thinking. Are about you having this. an expectation of success? There? I am. I'm totally <laughs> having an expectation of success. <laughs> I hope you're not having an expectation of success that you'll actually heal my dualistic Absolutely mind. Absolutely not. <laughs> I think that this whole conversation that we've been having for all of these episodes has just been such a perfect representation of struggling with dualistic mind and getting some guidance, you know, in terms of how to do that. Yes, I, I really uh, appreciate this whole idea about loosening the grip. Are there any of these kind of things that are helpful and any that are particularly dangerous? Because I, I feel like sometimes we have this idea that we can manifest things. And sometimes the, that seems more specific than might be helpful. But also I know people find it helpful to sort of have that kind of envisioning. I know it's not one or the other. It's more complex. But what can you tell us? It is more complex, but it's a wonderful exploration to make because there's a difference between an expectation and an aspiration. An expectation limits. It's a fantasy. Whatever we're expecting, it's never going to be exactly like that. Dualistic mind makes up stories that never come true. An aspiration, what does that do? It's letting our heart free. Instead of getting caught up in the machinations of dualistic mind, was it going to be like this? Is it going to be like that? If I do this, will that happen? Will that happen? Will this happen? Allow our mind to sing, to fly. Then we can aspire to the absolute highest and let go of whether it's going to happen or not. Just as dualistic mind imagines and expects and insists that it does, engage in whatever we're doing as part and parcel of our aspirations for ourselves, our well-being, our family, our life, our spiritual path, and so forth. It allows us to take the energy that we spend in fantasizing, anticipating things that literally will never happen in exactly the way we describe, and channel that energy towards healing our mind and enjoying the fruits of what we accomplish step by step in the present moment, precisely as they manifest, instead of overlooking that goodness, because we're searching so hard for the expectation to be fulfilled. We're so concerned about our expectations way down the line that we miss the roses and the honeybees and the sunlight and even the difficulties that are happening here and now. This allows us to use our energy in ways that are much more likely to provide healing, transforming, and transcending opportunities. 
And maybe if we find ourselves getting disappointed, that might be an indication that we're holding too tightly to a specific expectation. That's exactly right. And Buddhist thought, expectation doesn't work by itself. It's expectation and fear. They necessarily come together. If you have an expectation for success, you have a fear of failure at the same time. What this maxim is trying to help us do is to slip out of those false binaries, either I succeed or I fail, and go to this odd space as things can seem very contradictory. And at the same time, all of the things are possible and occurring at once. It's that space of paradox. This has been Yeshe and Tanya on day 28 of Prajna Spark special series, 59 Days of Healing. Tune in daily for more maxims from the Tibetan Lojong text, Seven Points for Healing Dualistic Mind. Check the episode notes for more resources and email us, sparks at prajnafire.com, with any questions. May all beings benefit.